You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Good afternoon. Um, doing well. Yeah. Healthy, alive. Well, uh, I'm, you know, kind of uh, still a little little worked up about the uh, stuff we went over yesterday. And mm-hmm. Well, today, uh, maybe it's I hope, of- Yeah, I hope today's going to be a little bit better. However, uh, we're going to... We're going to start doing these one day a week. We don't know exactly what day we're going to do it on, but it's going to be at least one a week. Uh, we started it last week. It's called the Digital Dark Age, and we're going to cover all the stuff that surrounds big tech and uh, censorship and, and everything that's that's going on with all this technology stuff and everything's going on with all the censorship, stuff that's coming out of the UN, stuff that's coming out of the World Economic Forum, stuff that's coming out of tech companies, social media companies, and the like, and what governments are doing, what they're not doing, what actions people are taking, how this is affecting society how this is affecting the world, how we how we interact with each other, how this is going to affect us going forward. And last week, we talked about a new beginning because we've been covering the Great Reset, not quite to a level of where I think we should. But if we could do it all the time, then um, it would get kind of boring. So we're going to cover that as much as possible in the coming days. And it'll be part of uh, these segments that we do called the Digital Dark Age, because as we get further into this, they're going to use tech to try and clamp down on things. And that's, that's what I said a couple of days ago. I, I think that they didn't have the tech that they needed in place back in 08 in order for this to happen. It just wasn't there. It just wasn't there. So if they would have had an outbreak like they did back then with H1N1, you didn't see the kind of response like we're seeing now. And H1N1 was arguably a lot worse than this. Arguably it was. I remember it very well. And we didn't see this kind of response. Why? Because we didn't have the tech. It wasn't there. So they didn't have a means to manipulate the masses on a mass scale worldwide like this. They didn't have a means to get everybody in everybody the information and disinformation and confused information, whatever it might be, whether it's factual or not factual. They didn't have the element to hype up the fear that was available at everyone's fingertips to influence a response from the public. Now they do. I think had we've seen something like that, because you remember, Bruce, we had 08 and then we had the H1N1. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. It almost seems coincidental. We now we've got another economic issue. We've got an election of uh, of a of a national oriented president. We got populist movements that are happening across the West, which stand in the way of this agenda. So we get a pandemic, and now everything's changed. Everything's had the brakes slammed on it. And so I think if you would have seen the tech back in 08, and and 2009, somewhere along there. I, th- I think if you would have had the tech back then, we would have seen a different response. We would have seen what we're seeing now 10 years ago. And maybe they would have had better success with it back then. I don't know. People's attitudes were different back then. And we're not talking that long ago, but people had a different attitude towards things back then. I know I did. Uh, it wasn't over the last or until over the last 10 years did I start to wake up from that. And I saw what was coming and where we would be now. So if anything, I think that maybe they waited too long. I don't know. I don't know. But one thing's for sure. There are more people waking up and they are not going to be able to keep the lid on this much longer. You know, case in point, you're starting to see protests, you're seeing pushbacks and and people are just 
They're just not putting up with it anymore. And what's what's more important is the cases of what you're seeing down in Australia now, forced lockdowns. Do you know they've actually clo- they've actually closed their borders? And when I say closed their borders, I mean they've closed them to not just people coming in, but people going out. Australian citizens cannot leave. They had their guns taken 20 years ago. No way for them to fight back. Did you see the pregnant woman that was arrested in Australia? I did see that. Yeah, I did see that. For, let's for let's talk about yeah. Let's let's talk about that. Yeah, that's a good point. Let's talk, let's talk about that. So, give us a rundown of what happened. It was a Facebook post, right? Yeah, it was social media post. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was Facebook. She basically um, pointed out the fact that basically the the issue with the mask wearing and the, the the lockdowns and that kind of stuff, right? She was not honestly. There was nothing wrong with the post. I don't have the post. Let me see if I can find the post real quick. It was my understanding. I heard a little bit about this morning because uh, I was listening to uh, some uh, I was listening to a podcast this morning and they were talking to people from Australia. They were calling into that podcast and they were giving their take on it. And it's my understanding that she was trying to organize a peaceful protest against the lockdowns. And they were even going so far as to say in the invitation for it, on Facebook that wear masks and do social distancing at this protest. So it's like they were even adhering to the quote guidelines, but just the sheer fact that she posted that and the police showed up and arrested her. Yeah. So, okay. So she was, she was, um, forming a quote freedom day, which was encouraging people to protest against lockdowns, um, in their local, uh, area, the region there. And, uh, she was arrested under and charged under, well, a specific section of their uh, law, which basically say, uh, let's see, which makes it an offense for a person to pursue a course of conduct which will involve the commission of an offense. I'm not really sure. That's awful vague there. But the, the video I watched of her being arrested, they had like an, a search warrant and everything. They took all of her electronics, arrested her in front of her husband and kids in her home for a Facebook post, uh, for, for, for forming a, a group on Facebook to peacefully protest the lockdowns. That is absolutely unacceptable in, in the Western world. But um, I don't know. Australia is not my country and they're, they're a little bit, uh, there's a lot of things that go on there that I don't agree with. Yeah. And I, I feel, I feel very sorry for the Australian people that are having to deal with this, but if anything, it should serve as a warning to what we need to be on the, on the lookout for to come here. Because that, to me, is a push in the direction that they're coming. I mean, that's coming. That's coming. This is why we're not on social media, largely. I mean, we're on social media for for this podcast, but I mean, we're on uh, Parler, and that's it. Uh, we're, we're not on anything else. And so I think uh, I, I think people. I, I think it'll hit home when that actually happens to somebody. When somebody makes a post online and they realize uh, I'm getting arrested for this. Have you lost your mind? Maybe that's what it's going to take. Maybe that's what it's going to take to snap people out of it. I don't know. I don't know. But that is a very, very dangerous precedent. Do do you understand that this is what we fought the Second World War against? Do do you get that? And here's the here's the bigger question. Can you blame the cops? Can you blame the police officers? Because they're just following orders, right? But the cops don't even realize what they're doing. Go ahead. So were the the Nazi soldiers at the gas chambers. They were just following orders. Following orders. And that's that's the thing is they have to be made to understand that what they're doing is wrong and they don't see it. They don't see it. I, at least I don't think. Or if they do, why would you capitulate to that? Why Why would you go along with that? I certainly would not. I would not. I would not be a cop now for anything. You know, I'm, I'm glad I got out of the uh, I'm glad I got out of the game when I did, because right now, no way, no way. And, and to put up with this, 
I mean, what, what does that say about us? I mean, if you don't push back on it now, if you don't push back on it, and the way that the Aussies can push back on it, that arrest of that woman, double the number of protesters in the streets. Are they going to do it? That's the question. Are they going to do it? I don't know. Okay, so Australians have a little bit more of it. They're a little bit more authoritarian than than the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some of their stances. Uh, to, to give you an example, they're required by law to vote which is absolutely stupid, uh, in my opinion. There's some people that I think should not vote, such as the uneducated. If you don't know what you're voting for or who you're voting for, you shouldn't be voting. But that's an American view, right? I I, I don't know what their stance is on this whole um, COVID-19. I don't know if they're fearful of it, if they're... I I, I don't... Okay, what I heard... All right, what I heard you know, this morning as, as the population. Yeah, mm-hmm. to answer your question, what what I heard this morning from Aussies that were actually calling in, they were talking about exactly what you just said is the average populist's stance. Everything down there, everything down there is basically tra- transplant CNN. Okay, that's where they get their information is those talking points, those agendas. And it's uniformed across all the networks. So there's nothing that's alternative. They don't have the ability to uh, to get something outside of the box. There are some people that provide them with uh, news that from an alternative standpoint, uh, so, which such as, as us. I know we have Australian listeners. Thank you all very much. Uh, and I hope you're all doing well down there, as well as, again, the, uh, the podcast I heard this morning. So they do listen to other things. But the average Aussie, from what I, from what I heard this morning from Aussies uh, calling in, they said that everyone pretty much has their heads in the sand and they, they think that whatever's being told on the television is the gospel. And that, that's the way that things are. That's the majority of, of what I was gathering anyway. I think there's a fairly substantial populace uh, here in the U.S. that are the same way. So to be fair, but there's also quite a bit that are the opposite. I honestly, I don't know what they're supposed to do in that situation. If you're if you're if you're completely beholden to whatever propaganda, you're not listening to any other outside sources, even if you have to get them outside of your country. I mean, that that's kind of. It's a dark mirror episode, right? You control their perceptions, uh, what they see and what they hear, and you can control the people, control the masses. So it's, um, uh, I mean, it, it's the basic idea of propaganda. And when it comes to that, when it comes to that, right? We we, we were talking about how yesterday the uh, uh, the tech companies, Facebook, Twitter, they're doing what? They're censoring now the CDC reports on the the 9000 deaths, you know. And Fauci came out and said, "Oh no, 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 wait. The, no, it's not 9000. The deaths are over 180,000, right?" Uh-huh. And anyone that's posting that now, Facebook and Twitter are both blocking the uh, the links to the CDC's reports. So yeah. y- you see that they're not even following their own anymore. The the system has taken on its own agenda, right? It's it's moved on. And now it's just the agenda that's political that's being pushed that's that's the agenda of control. But Coming out of the World Economic Forum today is, well, actually, this was posted yesterday, but regardless, they're saying that conspiracy theories have flourished during the pandemic. And here's how to stop them. See, they're going to tell you how to stop these conspiracy theories, Bruce. So the CDC, apparently what they're promoting in their own reports, apparently that's a conspiracy theory. Now, this is the organization that everyone was supposed to abide by, right? According to the to the authoritative uh, speaking, talking heads up there. Okay, you were supposed to listen to what the CDC was saying, even Fauci himself. Right. He even said it. We've played clips of him here saying it. People need to be paying attention to what the CDC are saying. Right. He, He said that. And now the CDC comes out and says something that they don't like, something that doesn't fit the agenda. Well, you got to be taken down. It was the same stance that YouTube took 
on anyone that spoke out against the World Health Organization. Anybody that speaks against the World Health Organization, you can't speak. You're not allowed to speak. Your account's going to get banned. You're going to get shut down. And you're not going to be allowed to have a platform. Social media is the public square of our time. These have platform statuses, but I think it's damn time that those things get reversed. But anyway, they're saying that the uh, the pandemic has given rise to many new conspiracy theories. I love how they're overusing this term conspiracy theory. UNESCO wants to educate people on how to identify and debunk them. See, Bruce, the UN is going to tell you how to debunk conspiracy theories. All right. Are you ready for this? Mm hmm. Certain groups are more prone to being targeted, including particular religions and people with a different sexual orientation. Uh-huh. Counteractions include calling out false information, contacting the author, and taking care to not spread it further. See, everything about this, uh, this, te- this system of control that they're trying to bring in, right, all of it, everything from uh, how we mentioned yesterday about the Zoom calls and your... Uh, your schooling, your workplace. And we're going to talk a little bit about workplace today, I think. Possibly we might get that, might get to it. But the mask wearing, the social distancing, everything. All this is about how to, and now they're throwing the disinformation in there. All this is about how to separate you from everyone else so you don't join together to unify to see the, what the bigger problem is here. That's what this is all based around. All the tech, all the control, all the, the exposure apps, the, everything is being embedded into the software, your phones now. It's all to keep you away from each other. It's to keep us away from each other so we don't get near each other. We don't have conversations. We don't look at each other's facial expressions. It removes your identity. It removes you being a unique person and interacting with another person. They have to have everyone suspect, right? Everyone has to be suspicious of everyone else. You turn into a snitch society like they had in East Germany or like they had in the Soviet Union or in Nazi Germany. And so now it comes down to the disinformation campaigns. No, they're all conspiracy theories now. now I suppose the CDC is now a conspiracy theory. I suppose it is. Now that uh, our, our Lord and Savior, uh, St. Anthony Fauci, has, um, has, uh, has ruled on it now that he's out of the hospital for 15 minutes. Now, I love how they start this. They say, from those that question the moon landings to theories about JFK's assassination, you see how they tie this in already? Right <laughs> off the bat. Right off the bat. They go to moon landings, uh, fake moon landings and the JFK assassination. Okay, they use those as examples. So right away, it's about tying any kind of information that they don't put out that's not approved to that. Okay, that's the first thing. And then, of course, they go on to there's another one here that's linked to this. It's seven traits of conspiratorial thinking. (laughs) Basically, they don't want you to be able to think for yourself. That's all it boils down to. Anything that's outside of the norm. Anything that allows you to think and to form your own opinion and to be an individual, anything that's going to allow you to question whether it's the truth or not. Honestly, I don't think that it really matters. Truth is whatever someone makes it to be. Right. I mean, it's it's what that person convinces themselves of. Right. If you go out and you talk to somebody out there in the streets of America right now that's rioting and looting and burning and you say, uh, do you know what you're doing is wrong? They're going to take you as the liar. Their truth is what resonates with them. They think that what they're doing is just. So that's truth to them, though it's wrong. You know, it's morally wrong uh, and lawfully wrong, all the above. But they believe it's the truth. So by you being able to decipher for yourself and determine what's right and what's wrong, what's truthful, what's not, for you to be able to evaluate the alternatives and draw your own conclusion based on those possible outcomes, well, that's ultimately your decision. See, they don't want you coming to those decisions on your own. It's about what information they feed you that's, quote, approved. This is why when you try to post something from the CDC, Facebook and and Twitter, they take it down. You're not allowed to see that. YouTube, Google, right? They take it down. You're not allowed to see it because it's not approved. It goes against the agenda. Well, even though it's a truthful 
statement or a truthful standpoint or a factual standpoint, you're still not allowed to see it. So who's promoting the conspiracy theory here? Which I hate the term conspiracy theory anyway. It's, it's just t- it's tied to too much nonsense. And, and I hate the term they actually came up with it. Uh, but anyway, they say the Internet's a perfect breeding ground for these uh, these conspiracy theories. See, Bruce, this is why we need a legitimate power monopoly on regulation of the Internet, such as the U.N., right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if mm-hmm. we had if we only had a credible monopolistic rule on what's right and what's not. I mean, I think that would solve everything. I, I think it would. But clearly. Yeah. And they're making the argument here that the U.N. should be, you know, the um, that or that institution. They say that uh, the U.N. Uh, agency, UNESCO, uh, supports education, science, culture, and they've launched a campaign to help identify, debunk and report conspiracy theories to prevent their spread. See, they're going to take the lead on this. An organization that believes in education, science, and culture. Okay, you believe in science that has been touted by the World Health Organization that's been bought lock, stock, and two smoking barrels by the CCP. That's the first thing. We've been going off WHO suggestions from the start of this thing, and look where it's gotten us. That's the first thing. We didn't even get into the uh, the vaccine summit from the WHO. We still need to do that. Culture? You people got a lot of nerve. You're doing everything you can to try and destroy culture in Western civilization. You want to end the nation state. We talked about it yesterday. Education. You want education based on the agendas that you put forward, not that someone's able to form on their own and to come up with their own independent thought. No. If someone comes up with their own independent thought, someone puts up their own research on anything, whether it's a doctor, a lawyer or whatever, or an independent individual, if it steps out of line, then you're not allowed to speak. Candace Owens, right? Mm-hmm. She steps out of line. Guess what? She can't do business anymore. Uh, her electronic funds uh, transfers, PayPal, page. I think she had a Patreon. Go fund me. Shut down. Her YouTube gets banned. Her Twitter. I don't know if her Twitter's banned yet, but I think she's she's working. No, they did ban her. Uh, her Facebook shut down because she doesn't yeah. conform to the agenda. You, you want a, another recent one that happened um, You in the U.S., the um, Kyle Rittenhouse, he had a GoFundMe started to cover the oh, legal yeah. fees. Yeah, 300 um, grand was in there. Uh yeah, I don't even know that it got that high, but um because they they shut it down so quick. Uh, eventually they were able to start someone else started one up for him, but then the the guy that was shot by police officers, you know, the the one with sexual assault, uh he had a, a restraining order and oh god, the the um what was his name? Jacob Blake? Is that what it is? The the uh, one yes. that was shot seven times. Yes, Biden is meeting with uh the Blake family right now as we speak. Uh so uh, which, by the way, that that there's a side talk. The the reason he had the sexual assault charge and the um, the restraining order and everything, when you hear the details of what happened, he raped the woman, and she was uh, like she had her kid in the bed too, sleeping, and that's when it yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a bad ordeal. Anyway, he has a GoFundMe. Which, as of a few days ago, I believe, had $2.1 million raised. But hmm. this guy, who's a, a convicted felon, okay, and uh, was also shot in, an, in, a, in a felony arrest, right? He uh, He's allowed to keep his GoFundMe and raise $2 million. But the, the kid that, uh, in self-defense, protected himself, um, he is not allowed to keep his Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't doesn't Interesting. seem uh, no. It's not you know. sketch or anything. No. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Now conspiracy theories. Okay. 
get, getting back to the conspiracy theory here. Yes. Yes. Well, what are they? What What are they? More importantly, how do they flourish? Right? How do they How do they gain traction? They're saying that COVID nineteen, right? This has caused a horrible rise in uh, misleading conspiracy theories. Now, see, you notice how they're getting out in front of this thing. And I'm talking about like the World Economic Forum and the UN. They're getting out in front of this thing because as more information comes out about how much of a fraud this thing has become, and as it gets more authoritative, they're getting out in front so they can control the agenda. They can control the talking points. They say they, they start by defining this. Okay, there's a there's a point system here. They start by defining this. What is a conspiracy theory? This is the belief that events are secretly manipulated behind the scenes by powerful forces with negative intent. Okay, well, mm. right there. Just by that definition, everybody's a conspiracy theorist that questions the power structure, wouldn't you say? Anybody that questions mm-hmm. it. Specifically referring to the COVID-19 uh, situation. Yeah. The first reports that we were seeing out of the academic world saying uh-huh. that this virus has um, been engineered in a lab. Uh, it may have been naturally occurring, but they did some gain of function work with it and gave it an HIV targeting system. That would be technically a conspiracy theory because that implies mm-hmm. that there's a secret power that's that's manipulating uh, this uh, behind the scenes with negative intent because it had yes yes amazing right. gain of function right that's a negative yes. intent yes because mm-hmm. it's not doing humanity any good and then of course if you question any of the responses by governments or organizations above them such as the UN the WHO the CDC any of that if you question any of that well then you're a conspiracy theorist right yeah yeah so that's you know, a belief that events and, uh, are secretly being manipulated behind the scenes by powerful forces with negative intent. Well, do you like the way that life is? Do, do you like this uh, this period of normalization they're putting us through, getting us used to it, getting us all nice and comfy through this? Yeah, because that's what the they're doing. Normal. Yeah, yeah, the new normal. Well, no, no, no. I don't think this is, quote, a new normal yet. Not yet. I, I think they're trying to just ease us into that because they're gauging to see what kind of pushback they're going to get. And they're getting a further they're getting a harder and harder pushback on it. And it's going to continue to grow. Keeping with this, don't want to get too far off topic. Conspiracy theories. Okay, so now that you've established that you are a conspiracy theorist, okay, that's the first thing, right? Very important. So, Bruce, you and I are conspiracy theorists under this, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So now that you've established that you are a conspiracy theorist, if you question anything other than what you're being told, okay, if you question anything at all, basically the idea here is to just shut up and listen to what we tell you. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, wear a mask so we know that you stay shut up. Number two. Conspiracy theories, they have six things in common. Okay. Number one, an alleged secret plot. Well, what could that be? What could that be? The fact that a virus was engineered, which, I mean, we had studies of that at the beginning. The Germans, the Indians, the Japanese, just to name a few, they all scanned it and said, yeah, uh, it, it's, it, as you said, Bruce, it was something that was might have happened in nature, but they, they screwed with it. They, they gave it uh, the, the targeting system that they did. They, they gave it a uh, great gain of function. I mean, for God's sake, out of the, um, what is it? Um, wasn't, the, uh, wasn't the scientific journal. Um, I had hell, I can't remember what it was now. Not the natural. It was, um, for, for what? For what was the? It was the, was okay, the it was the article on. that was, yeah, it was the article where it was out of this, I think it was a scientific, uh, the scientific journal or something like that. I can't remember. I can't remember. But it was, it was the article we pulled that had, it, it's been too long ago because we did this back in March. It was the one where Fauci and the NIH under the Obama administration sold the virus with the gain of function to the CHICOMs. Mm, yeah, from uh, out of, uh, that was 2015 that it happened. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And what like North Carolina or something. Yeah. Something North Carolina like University. Like and, yeah, yeah. And it was it was like, OK, right there. OK, th- that's that's an alleged secret plot, isn't it? You're selling yeah. a virus that's basically an open source software to 
a foreign power. Uh, wait a minute. And and even so, the scientific community at the time was saying, what are you people doing? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it came out in the Daily Mail and others that millions of dollars were transferred by Fauci and Gates to that lab in Wuhan to fund this garbage. OK, that's a plot. Wouldn't call it secret at that point. But see, this is where this type of thing comes in handy. See, they can't get away with that kind of research and that kind of nonsense here in the West in our labs without getting caught. They have to do it in China where they don't abide by that stuff. That's why they did it there. That goes along with point number two, Bruce. Very important. A group of conspirators. Well, we have the group of conspirators, don't we? We've got the organizations. We've, we've got the we've got American academia involved in it. We've got mm-hmm. corrupt scientific community members, right? Fauci and others. You've got mm-hmm. Gates involved there. Okay, there's a there's a group of conspirators. You got the CCP in there at their labs. Okay, the PLA labs. There's a group of conspirators. You got the WHO involved in this because it's their agenda. You had the academics involved in this, putting out their their garbage numbers in the first uh, first wave of this nonsense. Okay, there's your group of conspirators. So is that truth or is that a conspiracy theory? Okay. Now, I'm digging it. I'm, see, see, Bruce, I'm digging myself a deeper hole here, right? I'm putting myself into a deeper mm-hmm. hole because mm-hmm. the more I explain this, see, the more I'm I love how they're doing this. The more you try to justify it, that, that's what they're doing with this. The more you try to justify what you're explaining, the more it makes you look like what they're saying you you aren't. OK, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Number three, evidence that seems to support the conspiracy theory. Now, what did I just give you? What, what did I just give you? That's not my opinion. What I just gave you. That's what research we dug up on all that stuff. It's out there. Anybody can go get it. It's not my opinion. Number four, they falsely suggest that nothing happens by accident and that there are no coincidences. Nothing is as it appears and everything is connected. Well, I, I wouldn't say I would go as far as to that. Not not to that level. Not not when it comes to this. Not when it comes to COVID, because that's what they're referencing here is this COVID thing. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep mm-hmm. with that. I mean, you can apply this to just about anything out there. You know, that as they said, the sure. moon landing, the Kennedy assassination, stuff like that. But we're talking specifically about COVID. They say that they falsely suggest that nothing happens by accident. And there's no coincidence. So, OK. All right. Well, you can say that uh, it, it got out of a lab. You could say it was intentional. You could say it was uh, accidental, whatever. Right. I, I mean, we all have our own opinions about that. And anyone's mm-hmm. welcome to their own opinion. We're not forcing an opinion on anybody when it comes to that. You can make your own mind up based on the research that you do. We tell you where we got our research and we present it to you and you can make up your own mind. It's that simple. It's not that you're fomenting a conspiracy theory. It's saying, hey, here's the information that's out there. And what do you think? What do you think? See, it's all about what you think as an individual. It's about what you come to the conclusion of. It's not what's given to you. We're offering a perspective. We're not saying we're the only perspective. See, that's just it. We're we're the alternative when it comes to that. We fall in that category. We're not people that force an agenda and say, this is the 100% truth and there's no denying it. Okay, that's what the establishment does. That's what the dying establishment does when it comes to pushing information on you through tech, through social media, through media organizations and the like, through governments, all of it. It's listen to us. Do as we say, don't do as we do. We're offering a different perspective. We're saying this is the conclusion we came to. This is what we found. Here's where we found it. You go and make your own mind up. And if you find something else, great. So I don't I don't quite agree with all of that. Number five, they divide the world into good or bad. You can say that you might divide the world into good or bad. 
you know, that us versus them mentality. But it depends on the situation. Now, as w- the stuff we've been getting into recently with the World Economic Forum and, and the UN and the agenda that they're trying to bring in with 2030, with the power grabs and the way governments are, co- are going along with this and they're not standing up for us and they're not uh, representing our, our uh, democratic uh, rule and, and things of that nature. OK, in that sense, there is a good and bad divide. Because if you're trying to re-engineer our world, you're trying to re-engineer our way of life, you're not paying attention to us, the electorate, no matter where you come from. If you're not paying attention to us, then what good are you? You're bad in that sense. So you can divide the good-bad line because if you're not listening to your constituents, if you're not standing up for democracy, if you're not fighting for people in this sense, in the in this sense with this COVID stuff, especially with all this information that's coming out now and this whole thing's falling apart. And you're still continuing in governments to continue or you're still continuing within the government to carry the agenda for something that we now know is nonsense. Are you good or are you bad if you do that, if you're actively working against the populace? So I'm not trying to divide the world into good and bad. I'm simply stating what is there. Number six, they scapegoat people in groups. I don't think I've scapegoated anybody. How do you scapegoat somebody in this? The guilty parties are making themselves well known. You don't scapegoat that. They're scapegoating themselves, as far as I'm concerned. So you fit all the criteria in there, right? Now, see, Bruce, we're even bigger conspiracy theorists now. See, we're, we're card-carrying conspiracy theorists now, mm. based on this, uh, this, this, this bunch of nonsense mm-hmm. we're putting out. Now, why do they flourish? Okay, why, why do these things flourish? They offer an explanation of events or situations which are difficult to understand and bring a false sense of control and agency. This need mm. is heightened in times of uncertainty like the COVID-19 pandemic. Is it possible to even believe that? Is it possible to even believe that? People know that there's something wrong, right? P- people know there's something wrong. They know that what's happening is is not right. They, they can feel it that, there, that there's something that's just not right about any of this. But they don't quite either A, recognize it, or B, if they do recognize it, they don't know what to do about it, at least not yet. So they can feel that things are changing, but at the same time, they're still trying to grasp onto what they had before because they think that somehow it's just, you know, they're going to wake up tomorrow and it's going to go back to that, but it's not. But I think it's the uncertainty is what causes that stuff to flourish. But they're saying you offer an explanation of events or situations which are difficult to understand and bring a false uh, sense of control and agency to. Well, I don't think it's difficult to understand if you know what you're looking at. If you know what you're looking at. Or do, do you think, what, what's your take on this? So that one really sticks out, that, that first sentence, mm-hmm. the last part of it really sticks out and kind of is like, wait a minute, what do you, what do you mean here? Um, the, the, the bit that says bring a false sense of control and agency. Okay. What does agency mean? What what do they mean by agency? And, and my, my initial, okay. What I think it means in this context is freedom, liberty, that sort of thing. Autonomy. So first of all, how how dare you? We, We can't have any of that in this. Yeah, that that's, um, that one, that one sticks out to me a little bit saying, um, it's almost like they're saying you have no agency, you have no control. Mm-hmm. So well, no, because it's do what you're told. So th- there is none of that. Yeah. Yeah. So how do it's they take problem, root? Right? No, it's not a problem at all. Now, see, I mean, just if you just realize that 
if you don't listen to these people, right? I'm just, you shouldn't listen to them. Don't listen to someone that can tell you to think for yourself. God, man, what's wrong with you? How do they take root? Conspiracy theories often start as a suspicion. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call this a suspicion. I'd call it just the way that it is. Uh, they ask who is benefiting from the event or the situation and thus identify the conspirators. Well, there's always someone that's benefiting from an event or a situation. It doesn't matter which way you look at it. It doesn't matter what the event or the situation is because you always look at something. See, they're trying to make it look like if you question, well, somebody's benefiting from this. Oh, that's a conspiracy theory. They make it sound like, well, everyone fact, benefits. Though. Yeah, of course it's a fact, but everyone benefits, right? That's what they want you to think. Oh, everyone's benefiting from this because we're all on the same page. We're all doing this the same way. Any evidence is then forced to fit into the theory. See, it doesn't matter what you say. That's what they're trying to make it out to be is it doesn't matter what you say. Their idea is to just shut down the argument before you can even have a conversation about anything. Don't have a conversation about any of this. Do you know how dangerous this is to, to implement this type of psychological effect onto someone? You're taking away their right of individual thought. It says here that once they've taken root, conspiracy theories can grow quickly. They are hard to refute because any person who tries is seeing is seen as being part of the conspiracy. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that, but in this case, in the COVID case, the people that are out there, and I saw them today, I was on the phone while I was driving, these people that wear the masks in their cars by themselves, for God's sake, or you're out there walking by yourself in a park and you're wearing a mask, okay, you're not part of the conspiracy, you're just a sheep, right? You're, you're just a, a mindless victim, I, I guess. It's just, yeah, okay. Um, I, I wouldn't put you in as part of that, but whatever. Um, okay. And now here's the, here's the final piece to round this off. Why do people spread them? Why do people spread them? Well, there's different reasons. Most believe that they're true. Others deliberately want to provoke, manipulate, or target people for political or financial reasons. Mm. But beware, they can come from many sources. The internet, friends, or relatives. See, don't trust anybody. Don't trust anybody. Don't trust anybody except for the organizations that say that they are trustworthy. What are we seeing out of all the major news networks? Oh, you can trust us. They even changed, like the Associated Press, they did what? You see what Reuters and the Associated Press did now? News.trust.org. Couldn't make it up. So if we follow their what they're telling us to do here, why should we believe their infographs? I don't well, see any citation in, of, of different academic stuff. I don't see any citation of experts. No, it's just simply what the UN puts out and says that this is the way that you, you should think. And, and it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, I wish Marty was in here. Because right at the bottom of this, what does it say? The first step to prevent conspiracy theories is to know that they exist. Be aware. Stop the spread. The European Commission. You couldn't make it up. Couldn't make it up. Anyway. All right. Uh, but that's a little note on conspiracy theories. You got anything else on conspiracy theories? We can talk about um, tech in the bubble cities. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't really have anything else there. OK, so we talked yesterday a little bit about I think it was point 11 on the sustainable cities. There was a point that we wanted to go a little bit further with. But due to time constraints yesterday, we just couldn't do it. Let's talk about the city initiative in Los Angeles that hasn't quite gotten off the ground yet, but but maybe we stumbled upon that back in December because I, I saw that uh, we pulled the article back on it uh, or we pulled the article on it again. And we did cover it back then, but we mm -hmm. didn't really we didn't really connect the dots because it didn't fit back then. It was just an idea. It was just a concept back then. But now with this with the way that they're talking about step 11 in, tw in Agenda 2030, a bubble city, right? We're talking about the, uh, the, the cities that can be tracked, traced, and controlled via big tech. This now makes sense in this, doesn't it? $3 billion in a 300-acre city, but at the time it was for the homeless. But see, now you've yeah. got nothing but homeless, right? Homeless, they're putting them up in Ritz-Carlton hotels. 
having their drugs and their alcohol delivered to them free of charge. Oh, yeah. Tax money's paying for that. But Mm -hmm. if we go the route of the Sustainable Cities Act with 2030, then this fits into that agenda, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, I, I well, we did kind of point to the fact that this could be used for social credit. So we were on we were on the the basic right track, you know, because that that that's essentially what the system is is it, it's social credit, but it's globalized instead of just at the state level, which is kind of what we were thinking was going to happen. Was you know each nation was going to more or less have their own, and whereas this one it's far worse. But uh, yeah, it, it hasn't really it hasn't really taken off, has it? I mean, they're they're wanting to have things like RFID enabled wristbands just to gain access to the facility. Now, if you were, let's say you started this, okay? Let's say you just wanted to have a prototype to show that it works and get people used to the idea and show that it, it it's a working, functioning um, uh, aspect. We could do this and have, um, you know, communal living spaces and people can, you know, get along in these in these locations. And these are some of the technologies that do it. And if there is any problems, then we can crack down on it a little bit more by using, you know, other, other forms of tracking instead of RFID. Well, maybe we have something that is um, uh, like a SIM card. You know, that accesses the cell phone network and tracks you more precisely or something that is enabled uh, using Wi-Fi or, or some other tracking device that, um, you know, you can have different hotspots around the facility. And then whenever the device connects to a Wi-Fi connection, it will tell you what what other Wi-Fi is in the in the area. And all you need is three different Wi-Fi locations. And that can help that that can well, really access to two Wi-Fi connections, you can you can get a pretty decent idea where they're at. But having adding a third one when you're triangulating positions, you can get a precise location of where they're at. Uh, you know, I mean, we have technologies to track them inside of the facility. Uh, for example, we we already have the the ability to track people based on their cell phone cut. You know, w- where the towers are and which towers you're connecting to, so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, I mean, you get people used to the idea uh, and say, "Look, see, this is this is helping society." And I, I don't know, man, it, it, this totally fits into their whole agenda of 250 square feet uh, per family. This fits into mm-hmm. the idea of, I mean, we're, we're seeing some of the pictures here to where one of the, one of the pictures looks like it's a entertainment area, and they have mm-hmm. different rooms that have televisions, and it looks like you know you could watch your favorite shows in there. As a group, you know, like a big theater seat setting, which this oh, yeah, doesn't see, work anymore no, because of COVID nineteen. We, well, we can't no, see, do this. If you live in there, then you're going to have to be uh, vaccinated. You know, probably well, twice a that's month. That's true. Or, all that stuff. Yes, yeah, so that'd be fine. That's true. But it says here, right? First of all, to get into one of these things, it says you need to be a quote qualified citizen. Yes. Well. And they don't say what that is. But I think as this agenda moves on and that maybe they and we're not saying they're actually going to do this. We're saying that this is the ideal thing that they want to do in all the cities. And now this agenda fits, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. So a qualified citizen, what's a qualified citizen going to be? Qualified citizen is going to be, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's going to be common pass, isn't it? That's what it's going to be. You're going to have to go through yeah. all of that to be able to be in that city. Now, it says here that those that live... Now, this, of course, is you know back in December. Those that live in the city, you'll be allowed to live in the city and you're, a, you're free to leave whenever you wish. However, if it's anything like what we're going to see on the college campuses, then you'll have to ask permission to leave. You'll have to ask five days ahead of time. You have to be approved. You're only allowed to shop and do business at approved businesses. Mm-hmm. Or you can leave, but you're going to have to be quarantined for two weeks to make sure mm-hmm. you're not 
infected with something. Well, no, you just no, you, you just know, get another vaccine. No, you just get another vaccination before you come back in. Well, yeah, but we we still have to quarantine you to make sure because you know maybe there's something else that we haven't found yet. Maybe there's some nefarious, you know. So it's just it's a way of disenfranchising you from leaving your your community, if you will. Well. It says um, here, Bruce, that some might want to stay forever. So you, you might never oh, want yeah, to come of out course. of course. Well, yeah. I mean, why would you want to leave? You have everything there uh, provided for you. And if you do leave, you know, you're going to have to be quarantined. You're going to have to go through extra vaccinations and all that fun stuff. So, you know, who wants to have another shot? Um, for everything, well, I mean, I don't less than, everything's but, less than the flu, just saying. Right, right. Uh, specifically, but for COVID-19 specifically, um, if they were to branch out and say other diseases and whatnot, um, which, by the way, uh, uh, since we're on the, the conspiracy train, right, and talking about that uh, from mm-hmm. a minute ago, did you I, I learned some interesting information about why some countries have lower uh, infection rates than here in the U.S., which this uh-huh. this fits into their whole track and trace and all that. And why stuff. is that? Yeah. Why is that? We are using a higher magnification when we're when we're searching for COVID-19. So specifically, um, basically what that means is uh, higher magnification. I believe we're using like 40 power or something like that, whereas other countries were using 30 power, which is the recommended, uh, by the way, that was the academically recommended. And when you're using more powerful magnification to scan for these things, in other words, what that means is, is lower quantities of COVID-19 will trigger a positive result. So you could have a very minute amount in your system be asymptomatic, as they're saying, and yet they, they would list you as being positive. When you can't, at that level, you cannot transmit it, and you're also not going to get sick from it at that level. Does this go along with the 90% that we're seeing on the test results? Yes. That is why our test results are so high for um, false positives. Is because there you there is a level of magnification you really don't want to look into as far as what humans are exposed to, and the reason is you're exposed to small amounts of viruses and bacteria on a regular basis, and that I mean we build our immune system this way. So if they were to do something like that for any disease, anything at all, that would be a very easy way to bring control fear of different diseases and viruses. Um, you know, like, for example, the ice caps melting and bringing prehistoric uh, uh, viruses back to life because they were frozen mm-hmm. and, you know, and uh-huh. so now we're going to be exposed. And so if we uh-huh. find anything that look, resembles it, then you're going to have to get a vaccine and, you know, common pass, blah, blah, blah. So it, it fits into the narrative of creating these these cities of, of regulation and everything. Um, I, I could see them trying to use exactly that. The uh, Along with the unrest, you know, if if... Uh, you're you're of one of the groups that are out rioting or something. Well, you're not welcome. I'm sorry. Your your credit score goes down. Uh, you know, you you have to be a good Samaritan. You have to be a good citizen here. Um, you can't riot and loot and uh, I don't know what you're thinking there. Like well, you're gonna get. That's, well, that's so. That's that's reparations. I mean, that's all it is. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's it's just people trying to get bread. Right. That's all it is. Right. 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 Uh, because Nike stores they sell bread in New York. Okay. Now. It says here, yeah, it, it says here, just get, get with the program, yeah, le- le- <laughs> learn, learn about what injustice is all about, okay? Mm-hmm. All Not right, uh, okay, so according to, uh, keeping with the bubbles here, uh, according to this particular report that we're looking at, uh, according to this press release, the all-inclusive city will offer high-density housing 
in dormitories consisting of sleeping quarters and communal bathrooms with private showers. Oh, well, and, and I bet, I bet that your RFID enabled wristband will only allow you to use five gallons of water a day. I'll bet you. I'll bet you. I'm just just throwing that out there. Residents would be provided with... Now, see, they're going to provide you with this. They're going to provide you with RFID wristbands, right, to gain access to your dorm rooms. And this is... That's what you said, Bruce. It's going to be those 250 square foot apartments. That's... Well, for a family of four. God only knows if it's going to be... I mean, my God. If it would be just you, then it would be a closet pretty much, right? I, I think... Honestly, no. I'll bet it would be those pods. Do you remember the pods we did in LA? Do you remember the, uh, the, the uh, pods that we, we reviewed in LA? I'll bet that's what it'll be. Or or the things like um, Japan has to where yeah. you have your own room, sure, but it's like three feet by three feet by, uh, you know, eight mm-hmm. feet. Mm-hmm. It says here that uh, you, with this, you'd be able to access your dorm room as well as perform tasks such as job check-in, purchasing items with credits. Oh, well, we, 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 we just so happen to, well, the, the Fed's doing what? They're working on a, a digital currency system, right? So, I mean, that's it, it's going to it's going to work out great medicine consumption, vaccines and more. Everything's going to be tied to just that. Of course, it won't be a wristband. It'll be an implantable chip. All right. That's what it'll be. Each of the four neighborhoods. I love how they say neighborhoods. Right. Each of the four neighborhoods will have their own cafeteria and kitchen and multiple scheduled eating times to accommodate a one hundred and fifty thousand person population. Neighborhoods will also be fitted with tiered seating for residents to watch TV in a community setting with their neighborhood. So, yeah, there you go. And and I can just I can only imagine the quality programming they're going to be showing in there. I can only imagine. Mm, yeah. Like football. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, have football no. anymore. Hmm. Well, yeah, well, it, it might it might be sport. I don't know. I don't know. But you can bet well, they're going to be taking a knee. It, it, well, wherever. Well, they're going to be living in the bubble, too, Bruce. If you look, if you look okay. at the complex. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. If you look mm-hmm. at the complex, they do have sport venues there. They have an arena there. They've got an aquatic center. They've got tennis courts. They've got basketball courts, uh, football pitches. So they could do the sports right there. So if you can't get into the game at the venue, well, then you can watch it. If this is the bubble, then everyone's going to be protected and vaccinated and, and, and everything in there anyway, right? I mean, that's what they'll have. Now, Part of the effort will involve building underground tunnels by which deliveries can be made and many city workers can commute to jobs, excuse me, can commute to job sites in order to minimize disruption of citizen life. Well, to be fair, that part, I think, is irrelevant. I mean, yes, you could use the underground tunnels for like logistics and things like that. But as far as anything else goes, why do you need to go to the office anymore? We're telecommuting now. So I think that just in and of itself has has made everything else irrelevant. Now, Let's say you want to leave. Let's say you don't want to live there anymore. Of course, this was this was all based on creating a, a place to put the homeless. But I can see this going another way. Those living in the city are prepared to leave. Uh, they'll be provided with a job and life skills training along with counseling and therapy. It'll be a city they'll want to live in, though, a community they'll want to be a part of. And for those that desire an opportunity to gain life skills to integrate back into society, I can think of no better place. Now, I could see them building these things under this guys now uh, under this pandemic guys now i could see these things being repurposed but again this yep. was put forth as a quote possible solution to the homeless epidemic but see they don't need them anymore because they're putting them all in hotels they've commandeered all the hotels and now under california law you can't get rid of them so they started with a gofundme goal of fifty thousand dollars and they ended up with like 1700 but honestly i think that. A corporation like, for example, Amazon, Google, Facebook, whatever, these companies that are going to come along and revamp these cities and recreate these cities. I think, honestly, I think this 
particular idea right here, I think it fits their agenda as a perfect place to be track traced, controlled and and have everything done in the manner that they want. On top of that, it conforms to Agenda 2030. Yeah, well, uh, the thing is, is um, this organ, this this specific uh, group, um, I, I I don't think that like Google and them are going to team up with them. Honestly, what they're going to do is look at the idea and be like, oh, we can engineer our own. We could create our own uh, organization like this or, or, or facility like this. Honestly, if you look at the gallery, the dorm room that they're talking about well, here. Hold on. A minute. What, what am I looking at here? Uh huh. OK. Yeah. You see the dorm room there. Yeah. That uh, is, yeah, exactly what they're talking about. That's it. The, the, yeah, that's it. You, you've got you've got uh, a dorm room. It's a jail cell. Beds. It's a jail it, cell. It is a jail cell. That that is that, exactly what it is. Little corner desk and everything. Uh, yeah, that that's quite literally what it is. And then you have a big storage area. Uh, that looks like those are your your locker. Yeah, it's a locker. Yeah, to store your, your to store your possessions and whatnot. So you get. One locker that's, um, I don't know, maybe two by two, uh, if that. It looks like it, yeah. That's a jail cell. My God. Cafeteria. This is prison. This is prison. It's prison. It's dressed up to look like paradise. (laughs) That's what it is. But you'll be safe. Oh, yes, you'll be safe. Yeah, you'll be safe. But look what you're giving up in order to live there. Yeah, look look what you're doing. Anyway, okay. To be honest with you, Bruce, this is no place that I'd want to live. But I'm glad we got to talk about the bubble city. And possibly we could revisit this. I, I like I like looking at this. This is um, this could be interesting as uh, as we move forward. And we could see more of this type of um, agenda being pushed. And, and I honestly, I think this is where they're going to go. We'll see. We'll see going forward. Anyway, we are going to have to end. We are out of time today. Uh, thank you for sitting down today, Bruce. For those of you who are not you'd like to, please do give us a follow on the social media platform of Parlor. I love getting all your likes, your echoes, your comments, your upvotes. Uh, you can follow me over there at Jay Anderson three. You can follow Marty at Marty Foster. Also, if you would like to reach out to us and you don't want to reach out to us on social media, you can drop us a line anytime you like via email at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would humbly ask you to pass this along to friends and family. Again, we're trying to promote healthy conversation in amongst people's circles. We're not promoting conspiracy theories uh, as we as we started with explaining what that is tonight, according to the UN. It's crazy. And we need your help in order to um, uh, to get the word out about uh, about the work we're trying to do here. Uh, and we thank all of you for listening. And we would humbly ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. Also, if you are rating podcasts, we would ask you to drop over to Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, or any other respective platform you listen to us on that has a rating system. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time today, Bruce. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening. Because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you, and we love freedom and independence. And together, we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.